Hey, welcome everybody to our first episode of Where the Fuck Are We Going? Um, we're happy to have you guys here and checking us out for the very first time. This is our first episode. You'll be joined by myself, Angel, Edgar, and Yasmina. Hope you guys like it. Let us know what you guys think. You know, it's funny. This is kind of things me. This brings me back to like when school starts, like when you first get yourself in and you're just kind of oh, like yeah. walking out, like going to the classroom and it's like, so what do we do? And it's like, you know, there's always that one moment, no matter what's going on. Even like every single time, like if you're new to a class, I think everybody is like super quiet and they're all just looking at each other like. Oh, in the beginning when everybody's yeah. just like looking around and being like, oh, I think I know that person. I don't know them that well. I go up to them and you're just yeah, looking like, around mm-hmm. and be like, that person has nice shoes. It's like I you start looking at them. everything. And then like later <laughs> on throughout the year, you're like, what happened on the other side of the room? Like what? They'll yeah. be like, I feel like we're more hyper aware at the start every single time. Yeah. But you know what really throws me off though? Hmm. That when I pick my seat, and then all of a sudden the next day somebody picks my seat. <laughs> no, like, it's an unspoken fucking rule, but I had that happen. I know what you're talking about. It's like you walk, like the first fucking week is normally where like someone will be like, okay, this, everyone's got their seat. And then next, the second week, you walk in, you're like, who the fuck? <laughs> it does feel weird. I will say it does feel weird. It does. Like high school. Kind of. Like I had. Most of my teachers in high school wouldn't do assigned seating, but they're pretty much like assigned seating. Like I, I feel like two days into class, you kind of know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I, it's like it, it's like it's kind of uh, it's also interesting because like you're used to seeing that one spot, but the moment that you go into class, you start class, it's also a very big choice that you're making because you're like, to be quite honest, the chances of you moving again after you sit in a certain spot is probably slim to none. Like, I've had yeah. classes that no matter what it was, I had classes that were in the same building, and no matter what class it was, I sat in the same exact seat. Like, no matter what. It was the it's same exact seat. It's comfortable. Yeah. I was like, all right, sit there. And then there's some yeah, classes, I think there's like, go ahead. I would do it for lecture hall. The for lecture hall? Auditorium, yeah. It's so big already. I'm like, I'm not taking anyone else's seat. And I was like, I'm fine where I'm at. I feel like settings like Tallman's class where like the classroom is like smaller, like similar to high school, then I feel like maybe you kind of have some leeway. If it's like a creative class, like if you're going to be moving around anyways for projects. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that brings up another good topic because if you're thinking about like creative classes compared to like lecture classes, you're kind of encouraged to move around and you're kind of encouraged to swap. So it makes it more, I think, acceptable, but also more fluid to like, I'm going to sit over there real quick. I'm going to talk to him real quick. It makes it easier to kind of move around compared to like a lecture class where like half the time everybody's just staring at each other. You're like, yo, I'm gonna just stay here because I don't want to get up and have that awkward like sit through the middle and like walk through everybody. Like things you want to avoid. You know what I mean? That's why I always end up trying to sit within like the first four seats. If I didn't sit way in the front, I sat close enough. Close enough, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I either sat in the front close enough or I sat in the edges. Just because it was easier to get out and then in. I did that at Tom's class first day. I sat all the way in the back on the right corner. Tom was like, not again. And then next class, I moved to the middle, which is where I met Angel. <laughs> because Tom was like, I'm not. He was like, you need to move. And I was like, okay. I think I remember that. Yeah. I was on my phone, I think, when that happened. I just remember yeah, looking look, up. Yeah. He called me out, too. He was like, I, you need to move now. And I'm like, but, mm-hmm. but <laughs> you're not moving anywhere else? Nope. But see, I think that was cool, though, because like, you already knew who he was and he already knew who you were 
So it wasn't that awkward, like, oh, he called me. You're like, bro, I already have you for the other class. Like, why? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of already there in itself is like an icebreaker, which I think is people don't really realize how good that is, at least at the moment. It's not something until you look back where you're like, oh, cool. It worked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like in the moment, they feel like they're being picked on. Yeah. And I feel like and that was something that kind of came up later on. I started talking to you that it kind of did seem like you're getting picked on. But at the same time, I think now that I reflect back to it, it was more like nudges. Yeah. It was like those nudges and nudges and nudges. And they kind of like, oh, all right, well, it kind of worked out. You know, it helped out. It was for a reason. I mean, at the moment, like, we're just like, dude, I just want to, like, get in and get out. But that he kind of helped. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's trying to Which I think he kind of saw a lot of people in that class, too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, I think it kind of goes into a lot of the aspects of where if somebody's like, if there's a teacher or a boss and you're like, dude, this guy's like micromanaging everything I do. It, it's very interesting because Salman seemed like he would be picking on you, but he also did it, I guess, in a way, because he cared. Yeah. He kind of, you know what I mean? Like looking back to it, I'm like, oh, this kind of helped me out. Like if you don't care about something, the last thing you do is spend your time or waste your time. You'll probably joke around them, but you just leave it like that. But yeah. he's like, he got that extra, I guess, focus and attention on that, which again, it, it could kind of be misleading, uh, I guess, at the moment. And also depending on the context, but majority of the time, if I think somebody's putting that much energy focus in, so like a person is like, all right, this is kind of like a coach almost. Yeah, the only time it ever like really backfired and it wasn't my fault. And I still to this day blame him for it. Mr. Angel over here is because it was our 430 class with Tomlin. And it was like on our side, like the first like nine seats were everyone who had Tomlin for 330. And on the, the rest of the class was like all brand new. And I normally we would like eat and we'd all be talking because Tomlin doesn't show up till right before class starts. And throughout the class period, people would be commenting and I would like laugh or I'd like add on to it and he was fine. But for some reason at one point, Angel was sitting behind me and Angel would say something and I would like laugh a little bit. And so would Michael, but Tomlin kept looking at me and I was like, I swear to God, I'm not saying anything. I'm just <laughs> laughing. And then finally one time someone says something and I say one thing, I say one thing. It wasn't even bad. It was just like, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. And Tomlin goes, what did I just say, Yasmina? One more word. And I'm like, I didn't. I remember that it wasn't even in our group it wasn't even our group and then I don't know what happens halfway through I think I literally yawned and he just looked at me he was like stay after class I'm like he laughed it was like it's angel making jokes behind me Michael (laughs) Uh laughing next to me and somehow I'm getting in trouble and I'm like I and then I remember the talk afterwards he was like you know I told you several times and you didn't listen and I'm like it's like you're not my parent i'm like you know like, don't get a lecture because i'm but i legit was like i didn't i didn't do anything like i there's him and i was like he was behind me cracking <laughs> fucking jokes getting me in trouble that's the thing Aww. though i don't remember Tomlin wasn't jokes. having it that day though like, he really wasn't he wasn't because that was the same day he was talking about i'm trying to remember what it was i think he was talking about the marketing deck and how some people weren't taking it seriously because we were leading up to it and there had been he gave us an extra week early just to find the group rather than what he did with like 3.30 and people weren't taking it seriously and like exams. So he wasn't having it that day to be. Uh, wait, was this the second time you guys had him? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, my okay. third, his second. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was, it was an interesting day. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, the one thing, good thing about stuff like that is that 
it kind of gave other people to ask like yo so what did he say after class which in itself was kind of like a great like icebreaker and like it let us like talk to other people We're like yo there so they like, saw you guys as a great resource that's uh, like some point I mean, I didn't well, feel like I was at, you, the, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were great resource for anyone who was taking him for 300, yet certain people didn't listen to us. And we're like, how did I fail? And I'm like, the only oh. thing left is for us to have taken the test for you. Which yeah. Not happening. So here's, here's, that, here's that example of like, you have the connections made and you talk to these people. But at the end of the day, there's only so much that like the other person could do for you. Like we told this person, like, here's all the, like where to get all the information to study how to find the answers, what are you going to need, what is going to be required. Who to pick for your group and not, where to sit. Like, literally, like, the cheap book, think Ned's Declassified, School Survival Guide, like, we gave her everything. Yeah. And And it came down to, like, the last week, and it was like, oh, I don't know how I got, like, a D or a C. And I'm like, did you do any of it? And they're like, no, I just kind of went in there and just, like, did this and this. I'm like, well, we told you that's what was going to happen. I mean... (laughs) Does she potentially get better? No. No. Oh, no. So that was one of those cases where we, like, gave the information out, and we are just like, yeah. That was one of those cases where we didn't tell the professor that we knew that person. Because mm. I was like, no. Nope. I was like, don't even drop our names. I was like, I want Mm-mm. zero association. Yeah. That part, yeah. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> it's like, like, I have the professor, too. I was like, I need no, <laughs> I need no relation to you. Like you don't know us. Like I'm not. I'm gonna deny all association with you at this. You're like, do you know this person? No, no. Because mm-hmm. it's like you did so bad. It just it kind of makes us even look even worse. Especially and... if it's even worse that like the professor finds out that you gave them all this advice and they're still sucking. Guarantee yeah. it's coming back to you in a bad way somehow. Somehow, but at the same time, it all depends on how the person reacts to all that like information that you give them. I think that's just a case of an individual needing to learn the hard way exactly so yeah, it's kind of like i certain... didn't want to get dragged in with it <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it, it comes down to like some people need to fail some people need to like go through the pain to realize like yo i don't want to go through this again so when they're putting the same exact situation they're like you know how sometimes you have those flashback moments you're like yo wait a minute that i've part. been through this not going through this again you know <laughs> like not the regret the again. regretful moments <laughs> Common sense yeah. kicks in. It's like, hold up, we already went through this. Like, let's not. Like, we gotta, we gotta like <laughs> move on to there. Like, yeah, we're leaving that how it was. We learn. We at least gotta learn from that message. Because if you don't, you're just gonna keep on repeating the same exact pain and suffering. And at mm-hmm. some point, it's like, oh, that's what I should have done. Just some people it takes extra steps. Some people learn differently. Some people go through certain things differently. And again, like, she probably needed to fail once, twice, twice, maybe three, thrice. four times. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Maybe she learned something new or something different. We haven't talked to her since then, so maybe she did do something different. Well, <laughs> or maybe she's a dropout. You never know. No, she just extended her semester. Or well, she semester. did. She she added an extra semester. That was unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but some people she, need to do that. Some people need to do mm-hmm. that. That's okay. She was on track to graduate on with all of us. Her main motivation is sorority it was getting through sorority moments she got um, a role she got like a higher up like committee role and obviously mm-hmm. you can't be on that if you're not still attending classes yeah. so she just took an extra semester and only two classes worth to just to keep that um position that she had gotten mm-hmm. gotcha Which, so i mean priorities different different ways of handling stuff yeah i mean and then there's some of us that like you know what um 
So everybody just wanted to get in there and get out. Yeah. And it's like a lot of these people are like the four years. So like, cool. I did my four year thing to move on. I mean, it, it's like, it's funny though. Cause like looking back, like we might've all graduated and we might've all like went our different race to some degree. It's mm-hmm. kind of, kind of goes back to like how I just reached out to each one of you. Like I knew you guys from like the start of certain classes. So the start of certain years. And you never realize how important and valuable a certain source is going to be later down the road until you go through that. And maybe that's how she saw the sorority aspect. Like, yo, this could probably be valuable later down the road. Um, something that she probably liked and wanted to keep on going on. Same way how I kind of just kept on in touch with you guys every now and then and see how we came together and we're starting doing this now. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just something different that we all have to go through. I mean, we each have our own reasons and everything happens for a reason. And it's just kind of like, taking those moments is just kind of like moving on moving to the next thing you know it's funny because i think organization is something everybody stresses about at least at the start i I feel like everybody is super great at the start of the year and start of the semesters and it's that moment to where everybody has everything on their calendar at least for the first two three weeks but once we actually start getting assignments and once we actually have to start updating those things we realize like yeah it's not that easy or we don't we aren't able to like keep up with it and we kind of get those habits. I so, feel like that that habit needs to start like in high school before you go into college. Cause I would always be on my um planner in high school, writing down, you know, making little notes. Like if I have time, I'll do this, I'll do that. Was very on it. But when I got to college, you never realized how busy you get and overwhelmed. That planning it is the last thing you want to do because it overwhelms you just the thinking of it. No, hundred percent. High school doesn't teach you how to be organized whatsoever, and I think one Mm -hmm. of the reasons why the because you always got that planner right in the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. I think the reason why it also worked well in high school is because I don't know about you guys, but I had teachers that specifically in the beginning of the period would already have the entire schedule up for the week, and like the first five minutes of class, you're supposed to write everything down into the planner. And because it's a daily habit that most your teachers were doing, it just became a routine. So even Mm -hmm. if it wasn't necessarily like you staying organized, it was like, this is an assignment for the first five minutes while I get set up, you guys have to write this down in your calendar. Whereas like in college, you're lucky if a professor even follows the syllabus to any extent. And you're you're even luckier if the syllabus actually has like the assignment breakdown. Normally what you're getting is assignment, like paper A is due. October 23rd, paper B is due November 7th, and there's exams in between, and you have absolutely zero idea what the assignment actually is or mm-hmm. what the exam is on until you go to class and you're lucky that the, if the professor even says it to you and spends any time besides like a minute just going, here's a paper, here's your topic, good luck. Mm-hmm. And then you got to like manage when you write your paper. Like we had writing workshops in high school where it's like you would write the intro paragraph in class. You would pull up notes and like your topic for each paragraph and like a little tiny like planner paper. And then you would go home and actually like fill it in. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's not a thing in in college. You don't get those little like helper packets. So Mm -hmm. I think high school did one good thing, I think, regarding agendas, because I had a similar aspect with agendas. It was I had a class which was called AVID, which every single morning we were kind of like, oh, this is this is part of your assignment. Make sure this is upstate. Make sure your assignments on here. Okay, Mr. Um, Smarty Pants. I mean, it was just more of an organization. It was it was homework. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, I gotta write something down. Wasn't mm-hmm. always right. Wasn't always there. But what I will say is that it taught something important, which was consistency. And I think 
people are good at starting things, but they forget that to make something into a habit or make something actually possible, the real important factor is consistency. Yeah. No matter if it's like a hard day or something like, you know what? Making sure I at least write what I'm going to do for this week. Doesn't have to be four weeks in advance. Doesn't have to be, just make sure you at least have it for current stuff. And then yeah. go little by little, little by little. People, I think, try to start off too big, which makes it a lot harder. Like, yo, I have this whole entire month. I want to plan the whole entire month from morning to night. And people forget, you could plan something to the dot, to the T, but you're not taking account that life throws a lot of random things at your way. And it's yeah. also learning to be adaptable and like learn how to like, you know what? I need to do this assignment, but instead of being having a schedule for three to four, I'm going to have to move that up to seven to eight. Cool. We can make those changes. Being able to make those changes, not just on like a weekly basis, but even on a daily basis. Learning how to categorize things for being important. And like, all right, this is important. Now what's urgent? Like what needs to be focused on now that I need to turn in and move on and then focus your attention on that and then go on to the next aspect, which I think high school or uh, a lot of people don't learn through any different courses. At least I didn't go through any of that in high school. I did tell me like just write it down, keep it in mind, and that's it. They didn't tell me like, oh, well, so and so is gonna throw up a pop quiz here and there, and that wasn't scheduled. You didn't know about that this week. Well, now I'm screwed because I had this whole entire agenda and had all this stuff scheduled. That one thing threw everything off, and then that's when you start seeing things crumble. And once you start seeing things crumble, it's kind of hard to pick up every single individual piece. And that's where it's like, all right, cool. If I can be adaptable and consistent, at least a set of routine, then I should be fine and be able to move on through there. It also saves a lot of stress and anxiety, which I had to learn really quickly, especially on the first semesters of college. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, just... though. Sorry to cut you no, off. you're Go good. Ahead. Go. I just wanted to touch upon the, the consistency part, because honestly, like, you can't move mountains unless you're moving stones first. Like you have to do little by little until you get it right. Mm -hmm. And it's quite overwhelming, you know, like they don't prepare you so much um, for college life. And I'm the type of person that likes to plan things out. And when things don't move smoothly, I get frustrated. But college and my career now honestly has prepared me to like take things um, one step at a time and basically just prepare for anything and everything because it'll keep moving forward you just gotta keep being productive and busy and focused on your goal and you'll be good solid exactly yeah. and it's also just like in college depending on whether or not you're like on a semester or trimester system it's not like like again routine routine's a huge part in high school it's like hey i've got periods one through whatever like one three five if you're block scheduling if you got periods one through six but you're having that pretty much every single day and you're getting that constant reminder and everything it's a bit different in college when you only have a class twice a week or even like for thomas class you have it once a week if you're not like that sets a routine so sometimes your brain can easily go okay i have this class this day and then just completely forgets about it until a week later where it's like you gotta go okay i may have this class this day but I've got all these other things for this class that need to be done. I got to figure out how to schedule my time when I don't specifically have that subject already put into like my schedule block. So I think that's another thing that like people sometimes forget about. It's like, yeah, you have the class plan and you have that in your schedule, but it's all the outside stuff. Like college classes are different from high school where I feel like in high school, you can get your assignments done not only in class, 
but like honestly god knows there are plenty of people who are like okay class starts in 10 minutes i'm gonna sit out here in the hallway <laughs> and fill in these last two sentences and i'm fine college that's not happening <laughs> like you're not writing an eight page i mean i'd hope you're not writing an eight page paper like 20 minutes before your class starts like that's just not gonna happen also we have drop ups none of that like oh this is due when i walk in the door versus this is due at 11 59 p.m the day before yeah. yeah and it's like there there is no oh i'm gonna like quickly no 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 you're doing it now and like god knows that timer hits when it hits 11 59 there's no more submitting it there's nothing like anxiety with the dropbox you're watching your assignment load and there's like a minute and a half on the timer and you're like hmm am i gonna make this please make it please make it it's just like making sure that you have the time for the class outside of the actual class whether it's yes reading 50 pages i'm like i know some people can go oh, i'll read those 50 pages all in one night and it's fine i'm like mm, not quite because you're not going to retain that information Mm-mm. other times it's really easy to go okay i'll read five pages a day and then for me at least i would read and then i would take notes because i feel like your mind is on like a one track track and it's like if you're going to take notes and read simultaneously i guarantee you you're not going to remember what you were doing it's like autopilot. Your brain's just yeah. like, oh, this looks important. I'm going to highlight it. I'm going to write something on it. If you read it first, then you're also more able to take notes, which like helps with organization. It's just like, overall, it's not just making your routine. I feel like I, I think it's more of just being able to, to make a like daily routine, like readapt it every day. Be like Tuesday, I may be doing this besides the basic, like getting up in the morning and like doing brush your teeth. It's like, okay, I got this, but I've also got this and this and this. So I'm going to make a routine for this day tomorrow you have your set things in stone right whether it's work like a work shift or school but you got to figure out the routine for the rest of the day because your time schedule might be different like on Tuesdays you may start class at nine but on Wednesdays you might not start until five and uh not doing anything till 5 p.m on Wednesday isn't really the most productive (laughs) thing Mm -hmm. yep so you just gotta figure figure it out college is all about adapting so I think you kind of brought up a good point and it's, um, it's that aspect of like, there's certain things in a day that are set in stone that you can't move around and it's when you know how to prioritize, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, you know what, if you know, you're going to be at work from nine to five, for example, if you do have that type of job with props on you, that is kind of like one of the goals for a lot of people have a nine to five job rather than a two to 10 or two to 11. It's tricky. But, exactly. Yeah. But it's like, okay, cool. If I have nine to like, just say five locked out for work. And then you have that 45 minute for lunch, for example. It's like, okay, cool. Right there. And then you have an opportunity and it's learning how to take up those opportunities. It's like, all right, cool. What do I need to do today to whether prep myself for the rest of the week or things that are due, like just say for midnight. And it's like learning how to be efficient with your time. So it kind of, it kind of like puts in prioritization and efficiency together. It's like, all right, cool. I have certain things that need to be done first. But let's be honest, there's a lot of time throughout the day that are wasted. If you add up all the little minute gaps that you take, let's just say 15, 10 minutes on your phone, answering an email, answering an Instagram, or watching a video, those add up. All these things add up. And if you look at the add up time, be like, literally, did you know you had an extra hour? That could have led to writing that essay. That could have led to prepping yourself for the next day. I think it's kind of like waiting too much on things to fall all at once rather than prepping mm-hmm. yourself for the next day. Um, and prioritization is something that kind of helps you with that. Like, you know what? Cool. I can't negotiate with work. That's set in stone, but I could negotiate with everything else. 
if I'm going to spend 10, 15 minutes on here, let me at least make sure I get half of what I got to get done of mm-hmm. something else like homework, whether if it's an essay or studying, get that out the way. Now, I probably am one of those students that did wait last minute to write those 20-page essays. Um, again, like I said, some people learn certain things the easy hard way, way. And some people learn things the harder way. It wasn't the best mornings because all my classes are AMs. But there was always, like, this one thing I would joke around with my parents, uh, especially coming home from, like, winter break, where it's like, you know, I may know that a paper is due in a month, and in theory, that should give me plenty of time. Unfortunately, normally, you have four other classes, which honestly are each a job in their own right. Um, and then you have a so, real part-time job and on you top might of that. Have a, and then you might have a real-time job, whether it's part-time or, or full-time. And, and it's just like everyone's circumstances are different. So, you know, your professor might think, oh, one month is easy, but you've got other things. So, you know, sometimes, even if you don't do it with like a set amount of time, <laughs> I feel like it yeah. gives you a very nice skill um, we might have to bleep this part out, but it's like, it gives you a really good skill of being able to, to uh, create adequate bullshit. Like there's oh, nothing like bullshitting yeah. a paper or like not like completely, like obviously they're still on topic and yeah. it's not like mm-hmm. I was going, oh, this is supposed to be a paper on like, I don't know, STEM. And I'm out here writing about like how Iron Man like reinvented <laughs> science. Like obviously that's not... That, that's beyond not 100% true but you know it still ties in with well, the like, topic like, you can use it as a hook or you can use it like funny thing but there's something I feel like something I really learned was like you know it's okay not to have something be completely like perfect, perfect because perfect, oftentimes yeah. what was happening is it's like my it's favorite was my prof- when a professor would go oh I could smell when you I know when you guys are are like giving bullshit like I, I can smell oh. I can smell when papers are s and then or like when you guys do it last minute, like I, I know you guys are doing last minute. Here I am writing like a two page, not, not two page, like here I am two nights before writing a like eight page research paper mm-hmm. and I get a B. Or if I'm really lucky and I have absolutely zero idea what the fuck I'm doing and I somehow get an A and I'm like, okay, cool. So sometimes if you're just not strict in planning on it, you might actually write some quality work. Because I feel like the biggest thing for me with papers was like, if I'm sitting here and I have to research for two hours, my brain is bored and I'm going to yeah. write some of the most boring things on the planet. Some people mm-hmm. do really well with stress. Stress and adrenaline have a good way of kicking in going, cut all this crap out. <laughs> Survival mode. Honestly. To an, extent, I, I... to an extent, it's really bad for you <laughs> as a consistent thing. Like I would not recommend going, I'm going to procrastinate to the last minute every time because that adrenaline really makes me get that stuff done because that's gonna backfire because you're gonna end up having so many assignments that you're like "Mm, future you is gonna hate yourself i was gonna say that's just the comfortability of everything like you know when like you do really good on a test and on an essay and you're like oh i got the material i'm smart i'm educated everything and then and then the next test or the next essay that comes about and you get like a d you're like oh I was a little too comfortable yeah <laughs> and you I gotta just also, keep on you just I just think it's the fire the adrenaline to keep it going like be consistent don't burn yourself out 